movie are our, our lifetime movie club movie are we reviewing today? This is our second episode of Killed by This Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we are reviewing Devious Nanny, which I guess was my pick while you were doing something. Um, I have to say I rather enjoyed this one, but my notes for it are really bad. It looks like I was trashed, but I was sober. <laughs> but I guess I thought I would remember everything. <laughs> so, well, you just know. to fill you well, and I where think... I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, I, when we were doing the first one, I felt so bad because I had forgotten names and, and yeah. stuff. So I tried to make more... Um, wanted to be a little clearer. I want, yeah, I wanted to be a little bit more. I also, you know, just like the sound of rustling papers. I'm mm-hmm. pretty into I'm pretty makes into it. it makes me like feel a, professional. Makes me feel 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 professional. me through the order okay. of things, and I'll just give you my witty uh, um, commentary. So this one, I think what's really great about it is, is it stars... Um, Am, well, a character named Amber Dushnell, but it's it's played by a woman named Alicia Rulin, who was in High School Musical. Yeah. Um, she played Kelsey in the High School Musical, so she was the kind of the woman that um, that put all the the scores together for all the High School Musicals. So she was the musical genius. Yeah. Uh, That's but, your jam. I I don't really remember it. But when we we saw the Devious Nanny, you know, um, uh, the description was. Uh, Still hurt from her husband Brian's affair, Elise needs help in raising her two-year-old son. P.S. Kid doesn't look that two. kid was not two years kid old. Was not two. But okay. Nanny Amber comes <laughs> in with glowing like recommendations, <laughs> but things are not as they appear, and Elise must figure out who is betraying who. I mean, I don't really feel like that was the plot of the movie, but uh, you know, life. My plot plots? that I read was that they got a new nanny and. Brian had to figure out who was killing his friends, which was more the impression that I got. Were they really his friends? No, they were terrible people, and they all <laughs> deserved to die. So, okay, whoever wrote both these descriptions really did not terrible, watch the movie. Terrible. So we're giving you the scoop. We're giving you like the real shit. We're not giving you some bullshit. It should have just been Brian who can't stop fucking all their nannies. <laughs> he keeps fucking the nannies. It's like it's. But we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get there. But yeah, this is a crazy one. So Devious Nanny opens up, um, you know, as as a lot of Lifetime movies feel like they have they have the long flying in shot over a city or Always. a suburb. Yeah. This one looks to be Los Angeles, definitely. I thought it was California. San Francisco. You thought it was Los Angeles, but I, I think it's Los Angeles. Okay. Not hilly enough to be San Francisco for Maybe my not. blood, but and it opens up with this girl with a a, a young girl with a, a shirt that says "Need Need More Coffee," and she's like making coffee but diligently they're mm-hmm. like really focused in on this making coffee thing it's pretty apparent that her coffee is about to poison her because they're so focused on each step of making coffee. yeah and it's and she's on the phone with somebody <laughs> while she's making all this coffee yeah and then um all of a sudden she takes a drink and she starts getting blurry vision mm-hmm. she stops being able to speak to the person on the phone who i remember was emily oh Ugh. Um, and Emily's like, Brittany, Jacqueline, yeah, whatever, whatever your name is. We don't even know her name, <laughs> really, I don't think. I think it was like <clears throat> Brittany or something. And then while she's like, she's like a human centipeding on the floor, like crawling <laughs> like a slithering slug, we see this dark figure come in. The first 
sighting that we'll get to see of this giant glove way too big ill-fitting glove <laughs> yeah ill-fitting glove a black leather glove attached to like a skinny ass arm arm black clad arm yeah. so obviously the budget for these fitted clothes was cheap but it's almost like it's telling you that it's a woman but you know i think we're supposed to get the impression the idea but and maybe so it's a man with a really small hand this person jumps on this person and smothers them yeah and then, then they proceed to take open or open up her pill bottle. And just dump them. And dump the pills <laughs> just willy-nilly on the countertop. She doesn't take any of the pills with her or he, I guess, because right. we don't really know yet. We have no idea. Um, this person does the bare minimum to make it look like this person had an accidental overdose, yeah. which is what ultimately we will be told is what happens. Is what happens. And then we hear a doorbell, and now we're cut to the suburbs. We see... We meet uh, Brian Simon and Elise Simon, and I guess their son. Yet another Cody. man with two first names. Yeah, Brian <laughs> Simon, because I thought his name was Simon for a long time, Simon and then Brian. it was actually Brian, Brian Simon, and um, this Amber Dushnell, who apparently is Canadian, where Brian makes French his Canadian, yeah. French Canadian, and Brian makes his "Well, you can't be president" joke because you know. Yeah, you know, she said she could never imagine herself leaving the states, but. As Brian points out, she can never be president. For some reason, he thinks this is a really good come on because he's definitely making eyes at Amber. I'm wondering if he's like it worked with the last nanny. Maybe. <laughs> like Maybe these presidential jokes. Canadian, so. Or just get it. And then um, that the fact that goes, is that she'll never be president because she's a woman. But anyway. Yeah, she's got all these references and shit. <laughs> she's just doing her thing. And then we cut to the bedroom and there's tension in the bedroom. And that's where we were both like, oh. Well... First of all, you know, the mom and the and the dad, Elise and Brian, seem to really like Amber during the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not sure because I guess we're getting the impression that Brian has diddled the last nanny, um, which can't have been that long ago because their kid is only two, even though yeah. it looks like he's about eight years old. Um, <laughs> yeah. Guess we'll get to that. In fact, they make them. The child cry in the background. Yeah, we thought scene. it was a baby before we saw it. And I thought it was like a him. newborn. I was like, where's the other kid? Because they keep showing this grown-up ass kid. And we're like, they had another baby, right? Like, I don't know. We, anyway, I... we got to the bedroom. I'm doing a terrible Oh, no, you're doing fine. Together. But then we get this obvious cheat vibe. Yeah, they're because like, the mom is laying there. Did you like, think she was pretty? Her? Yeah. And like weird shit And like he that. says she was kind of plain Jane. Spoiler alert, she's not a plain Jane. She's totally, she's anyway, cute. Yeah. I mean, she's cute. I mean, I don't think she's like the foxiest woman <laughs> She's like a seen, low but... budget, uh, what's the Olsen that's not the twin? Emily? Oh, Emma? I don't know. I was thinking Whatever. more like she was uh, Renee Zellweger-ish. She's got that, got that, got that, like, oh, she's kind of cute. I don't know. I guess I can see that. Um. Anyway. And then we cut to the office where we mm-hmm. meet... Um, one of our, our, our soon-to-be victims, Vance. Well, you skipped over the fact that the mother, the wife turns away, and Brian is like, how long are you going to punish me? So oh, I forgot. I didn't make note of that, because I was yeah. like, oh, Brian's a fucking douchebag. That's so all I So obviously Brian has recently cheated um, since they had this or giant baby. Or maybe he hasn't recently cheated, but he's cheated at some point in yeah. time, and she hasn't gotten over she it. She hasn't yet. gotten over it. Because maybe... 
I don't know. In fact, she's so unsure of it that she doesn't even know if she wants to hire this nanny. Yeah, she's like, and apparently they've been going through some nanny interviews, so like maybe yeah. they're all too hot and Brian's trying to fuck them. I don't know. Maybe this was the ugliest one. This could have been the ugliest know. one, which if that's the, it is LA. I think she's or, very cute, but yeah, anyway. She's very cute. So we cut to the office. And there's this really um, homoerotic celebration between Brian and Vance. It is, it's very intimate. Um, they clearly have gotten a big account. Once again, I have <laughs> no idea what people do in real life, much less in movies, when there's like no character development because it's Lifetime. But right. they work in an office, and Brian is walking up to make his coffee, and for some reason there's very like ominous, almost nine-inch nails sounding music playing. Oh yeah, the, the soundtrack is something that actually sticks out. It just out goes all one. over the place. It's like, starts out with like a rockin' 90s, like B-52s <laughs> kind of thing, and then, and it's, then like it's like industrial 90s. <laughs> but all Brian's doing is just getting his office coffee. Well, and what's really funny about their office is there's pictures of butterflies and these like really like floral pattern like paintings everywhere yeah it's kind of decorated like a independently run salon or something yeah it might have been a salon maybe it was but um they in fact my notes even say what is with the nine inch nails (laughs) (laughs) work anyway (laughs) well who is his partner vance vance okay so this is obviously supposed to be some kind of poor man's chris hemsworth Oh, I wouldn't even just go that floppy glo- I'm not. I'm giving yeah. him too much credit. You're giving I'm him saying way what too much they're credit. going for. He sucks. Here. He is the worst person that. He is the douchiest yeah, bag he's of just douches. A terrible person. And his name's Vance. And so name step Vance. one, uh, Aaron thing. Step two, that haircut Vance was rocking. Yeah. Jesus. Floppy. Yeah. Terrible. And flopping. but they win this big account called. Virtue Ed, which my next note is not sure what these people do for a living. Um, Wait, not sure what Virtue Ed people do or the people at the what they do. Anyway, they got Virtue Ed. It's a two hundred and fifty million dollar account, and yet they have this Hobby Lobby art. But anyway, um, (laughs) Um, they get the account. They. Vance and Brian grab each other by the faces and just kind of gaze into each other. I really thought they were going to kiss. I thought they were going to kiss, too. Um, But I guess they were just really excited. Vance immediately starts talking about how they need to celebrate by going to, what was it? Uh, Strip clubs. Strip clubs called Heartbreakers, Polecats, and the Leopard Lounge. God damn, you nailed them all. Did you write those down? I did not. Absolutely great. (laughs) That's mental note. But... He said he wants to find his new wife, which oh, apparently yeah. Vance has a problem. Because we'll he's a douchebag. You can't yeah. keep anybody. Um, I don't know why he thinks anyone at these places is going to want to marry him. But, uh, you know, he wanted yeah. to go to all these places in one night, by the way. Three different strip clubs. Three yeah. different strip clubs in one night. So we're getting kind of the idea that he's a bit of a horn dog, maybe a little illicit horn dog. Um, I don't think he's married or in a relationship. No. He's just kind of a perv. A douche. Yeah. Um, Brian says, no, because I have to call Elise and tell her that we got the account. And then I have to go home and he's like, oh, he says like the lifetime equivalent of like, your balls are in your wife's purse. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, what's up, man? Well, you're not the same. Whatever. Yeah. You've changed. Like God forbid my eight year old newborn (laughs) (laughs) and my wife need me home. No wonder she's cranky if it came out that big. (laughs) I mean, this kid is huge. So I guess Brian goes home to blow off some steam by pumping iron in the garage, you know, and he gets startled by Amber. The new nanny. Because she's early. P.S. She was They haven't even told us that they hired her. Right. She just comes up. She just comes up. She's working there And she was late to the interview, which we assume is because she was killing 
maybe the other nanny or whatever. That's but, kind but of the impression knows. you get. But then also, how could she kill the nanny and then show up for an interview with said for said nanny's job when they probably don't even know that nanny's dead yet? So I don't. I have no idea. No idea. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a lifetime movie. But um, she's very early, and she did, she wanted to make up for being very early. And Brian very starts late. Yeah, or very late so from her interviews. So she's an hour early so to she's move in up. with the family. So I don't know why it really matters when she shows up. But Well, to me it's weird because Brian keeps talking about, um, well, A, he says, this isn't exactly a health club, but you can use this gym, which is just some the weights garage. in the garage. Yeah. And she says, looks at him all flirty and shit, and says, well, it seems to be working. Mm-hmm. And then Brian's all like kind of, well... Elisa isn't going to be home for an hour because you're early, and it's this kind of weird sexual she's at tension. Mommy. Oh, uh, mommy, mommy and me, me self defense. Self defense. So make a note of that because that's going to come in the play later. That will come up. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, the Speaking nanny of cam. Which, I'm not the buffest person, but I think I could bench press sixty pounds. That oh, is God, all yeah. that Brian is doing. Yeah, he's just—he okay. is not. Just want to point he's not that out. And he's also anything. not that buff, so whatever. This is a weird moment that we never really see him pump iron again. So no, I'm not even sure just what this one day. He, he was just mad about not going the pole cats. Or yeah, whatever, it was you know? just really weird. And so, Elise uh, <laughs> makes it home like nothing happens. And uh, she talks about she put these nanny cams up, mm-hmm. and he's all like, "Well, whatever." Well, Amber's going and getting her shit set up and stuff, and then you know they talk about, "Oh, well, you know, I just want to make sure," which is cool. And then it cuts to the bedroom where Elise is just getting. Well, no, she's having a nightmare about Brian and Amber getting their fuck on. Like, no, she's like seeing it's them. Elise and Brian are getting their fuck on. Oh, is it Elise Amber and Brian? Walks in. Oh, and Amber walks in. That's right. And then she I walks in. I hope I haven't in. been swearing as much today as I did in the last oh, one because it was almost like too much for me. But anyway. <laughs> but that's where we get that whole, he, maybe he fucked the They're having nanny. sex like furiously, yeah. even though, I don't know, you kind of get the impression maybe having the nanny and like less stress has reopened reignited their passion but mm-hmm. then amber walks in and you realize this is a nightmare so elise wakes up and she's like <gasps> yeah she's all panting <gasps> heavy nightmare. and shit yeah um, which cut to yeah. our other favorite uh venue in every lifetime movie. every lifetime movie has one of an art gallery yeah an art gallery <laughs> and uh what else do women do they yeah, really they, don't know they how to do drink anything. wine mm-hmm. cut make salads Work or work or, or, uh, own or, or own art go gallery, to art galleries. and then uh, she's getting advice from uh, her friend, and her friend's giving her like some regular ass. Like her friend is a huge proponent of Brian. She yeah, in almost every scene says Brian is a good man. Spoiler alert: he is not. He's just a horrendous douche. But anyway, he's douchey, but he's just so stupid. Yeah, her friend just really thinks Brian is a good man. She needs to make it work. Who walks in but this devious guy? We called him Terminator guy. I think it's Mister Dutrus or Dutrus Detritus. I, I just I called know. him Terminator guy because he looked because he spoke in like a weird accent. Yeah. So he was kind of this Arnold Schwarzenegger, like you know. And then he goes. He said something. He was like. I've sent you electronic email or whatever. Yeah, so he obviously wants to buy this gallery. He's a developer, as you can kind of get the impression that he's a developer. And he's a huge dick. He says, why aren't you responding to my electronic emails, which... Whatever. I don't know how that got by, especially when we bring to light some grammar shit in oh, the, later in on, the future right. of this movie. But um, And there's obviously this tension with this guy in yeah, this gallery. They we... don't like this man. He doesn't like them. He wants to take their... Cracker Barrel art 
Yeah. Away. Mr. Dutros, I have it. It is Dutros. Okay, he wants to buy the gallery. Heh heh is what I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, you know, that just kind of fizzles and we get back to our Rockin' 90s soundtrack, which I, I forget who I said this one sounded like, but it kind of sounded like maybe Jim Blossomsy. Maybe. It was a pool party. It cuts to this pool party. And it, I guess it's the Virtue Ed Celebration pool party at mm-hmm. um, Brian, uh, Brian and Elise's and Elise's house. house. Yeah. And, you know, they're just talking about dumb shit, you know, like you, you do it. Vance is being a huge douche hitting on Elise's douche. business partner, whose name I cannot remember. Me either. Um, and Elise goes into the kitchen and lo and behold, open some beers. who comes into the window to like gaze into her eyes deeply? Amber. Amber. And she looks very crazy. And she looks super fucking crazy. But guess what? It's not real. Hallucination number hallucination two. Like, Keep this that is in crazy. Elise is number two. crazy. And so, and she looks over and she's like, uh, you know, and she sees Amber playing with the kid, the fucking two-year-old, eight-year-old kid mm-hmm. or whatever. And then... At this point, by the way, I still think there are two children because they keep talking about this baby, but I hate to keep harping on it. We but I just it. still thought there we were two kids. Yeah. But really, it's just a really big baby. Yeah, or maybe there is walks. two kids, but they did a really poor job of I don't know. figuring the I other just one thought, out. I thought there were two babies. Well, then... Like, they're outside, so the four characters here, the art gallery lady, Vance, Brian, Elise, are all talking. Uh, Brian, or Vance, actually does his, I need a bio break, which is kind of corporate speak for a bathroom break. I've never heard that, but that's but because I, I hear it all the time. They're like, we need to have our bio, five-minute bio break and everybody get back. Like, it's that's a so corporate weird. thing. Wow. Um, but as he's, like, using the bathroom, he runs into Amber and, like, gets super kind of... He's basically assaulting her. Yeah. He corners her. He won't let her through. Uh, he's making comments about how she's hot. Mm-hmm. He asks how old she is in a yeah. really creepy way. She somehow gets out of this with, you know, how do all women get out of this? Her sense of humor. She yep. says, I'm old enough to know better and just kind of shoves Vance aside. Yeah. And he's like, whoa. I guess yeah. Vance is drunk. I don't know. I think Vance drinks a lot. I think everybody yeah. drinks. That's another thing in Lifetime There's movies. There's a lot Everybody's of drinking, drinking in these movies. Everybody's so. drinking. P.S. We're drinking rosé. Cheers. Yes. Because you got to muscle through this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay on track. But... Um, so Elise talks to Amber, uh, praising her, you know, uh, doing all kind of cool stuff. And she's like, hey, would you go lay out Cody's clothes? And um, she removes the nanny cam chip to wash it mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And then, um, you know, Amber's watching this news report about the first murder that we saw at the beginning of the thing. Which, for some reason, is on the news that a girl accidentally overdosed, which I don't think would be a thing anyway. Well, the police work would be real shoddy if you thought that That was an overdose. That would be weird, yeah. No no choke marks? Like, come on, she was strangled on her floor. Well, to be fair, I think she just covered her mouth. Or he. Sorry. But you still would have asphyxiation as the cause of that. Yeah. You know, who knows? Anyway, it's lifetime, so we just have to roll with it. But Elise turns in, Amber's up watching TV, but lo and behold, Brian Simon, the man with two names, comes comes up behind her. Amber looks very. She seems like she's been caught doing something bad. Yeah. At this point, because she's watching this news story about whatever that yeah they're really leaning in on this like yeah this things that are going to start happening with amber and so she jumps up and she's like oh i just don't really sleep at night Mm -hmm. i've always been this way blah 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 and she says you want a drink 
Mm-hmm. So she, he's like, yeah, sure. So she goes in, makes unwind, him a scotch yeah. on the rocks, and gives it to him. And he's all like, takes a sip and goes, woo, mean Where'd pour. Where'd you learn how to make such a mean drink? Now, granted, it's just whiskey and ice. So <laughs> and like, really, the strength of it when you take a sip is it's always going the to same. be the same. It's yeah. always the same. And then she, Amber starts talking about what a... I'm not it, as innocent as you think. First time I've heard the word dick in a Lifetime movie that mm, I've seen. Because yeah. she says, uh, uh, she says um, that dude from the party was a dick yes that's a like a quote that's a legit quote i wrote that down and then brian goes oh you're not very innocent and she's like not as innocent as i look mm-hmm. dun 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 yeah and then simon goes to bed like you know it's like oh, okay you think so. maybe they're gonna make out at this point but they don't they don't but amber does sneak off to our bedroom opens a drawer Pulls out a second a cell secret phone. Secret phone, which is an iPhone. So this bitch has two iPhones. Two I just iPhones. Want to point that, out. that means two phone plans. That's and then crazy. she calls somebody and says, I need to talk to you mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Cut to this diner scene. And we meet this character who we later find out his name is Jax, but it's Jax. It's a girl. Mm-hmm. Does she work at Polecats? She works at the Leopard Lounge, the leopard which we lounge. get to. Basically, Amber goes in. Jax asks her how the job's going, what's wrong, and she says, oh, I don't know, I just find myself attracted to Brian Simon, the father, or whatever. Mm. Jax looks disappointed. We're kind of getting the idea that Amber has done this before. Yeah. She has sort of yeah, maybe inappropriate this is like, sexual relations. We thought this might Jax have been a sex her, sponsor. Yes. Jax asks her, are you taking your meds? Which is always the, you know, in Lifetime movies, if you're on meds, you are crazy. There's never really any certain specific type. You're just crazy and you need to take your meds if you have a sexual urge. Uh, (laughs) And so we're kind of really confused about who this Jax person is, even though we were introduced to her as Jax. But we we were confused about what this person's role in Mm -hmm. Amber's life is. Cut to the office now. Where Brian Simon, the man of two names, is pulled from Virtue Ed, and that account is given to Vance, mm-hmm. and he is like fucking super He's pissed. Livid. He comes. The boss home. is very mean, by the way. They call her the Ice Queen. The Ice Queen. He's fucking pissed. Elise and Brian are arguing. Brian fucking storms off, and then we get a montage of bar scenes, like nightlife. Blurry neon signs. <laughs> it's like whatever. Just the kind of bars that apparently old men go to. Like old the corporate club, men, yeah. Like, like the, not the kind of bar that if I needed to storm off, I would go to. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're like nicer bars. Like neon purple, yeah. uh, women in halter tops. The lizard lounge, or yeah, something. whatever. I don't know. Who knows? But then Brian comes home, stumbling in, drinking with a bottle of a handle Jack of Jack Daniels, looking whiskey because. That's what people drink, whatever. Are we even but allowed to say that on this podcast? he hadn't even drank that much of it, but he just kind of... He's just kind of chugging out of it. He's stumbling in with it to his lips. It's like, yeah. But he's not really that drunk, Well, or he's not acting that drunk. He's just kind of like, really, look at me, I'm having a bad day. So I don't know if he went to all those bars or not. But anyway, um, he uh, hands the bottle to Amber, who... Takes a chug. Takes a big old chug. And then... And again says, I'm not as innocent as I look. Or maybe he says, you're not as innocent as you... Either way, it's like literally word for word a repeat of what they just said Yeah, like maybe the day before. Then, hallway kiss. Immediately they begin making out. They're not making any attempt to be quiet. No. 
if you don't want to wake up your wife, they really suck at it. They're stumbling around, moaning. Nanny cams everywhere. Nanny cams cams everywhere. Don't give a shit. They go into Amber's bedroom where they loudly remove their clothing and very obviously a bracelet, like a charm bracelet, falls off of Amber's wrist. So obviously that they even pan the camera to the over floor. to the floor to zoom in on this bracelet. Right, and so we're like, Which they're making is a spectacle. Lifetime subtle way of telling you this. Will be this bracelet will be important. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, this will come in the play later, and I won't say it now. But like, you know, they're just flinging shit everywhere. Like, who knows what's going where? I don't even know. They're riding each other. Whatever. Like some kind of weird uh, thing, right? Then yeah. it cuts to the next morning. Um, Amber's cooking in the kitchen. A big Brian breakfast. walks through. Amber leans back, just puts plants one on him, full in full Danny Camp view. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at some point, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no. Oh, so I was but drunk. They're gone. It's okay. Yeah." And yeah. Amber's like fucking pissed, right? Like she's so pissed, and um, she calls the secret phone, but she can't get any words out with this person that she keeps calling on the secret phone. She's all like, "Uh, uh." she's crying really bad because you know she's obviously been rejected by this one night stand in the yeah, house of the she's Mary very man. upset and brian's she can't a get a hold dick. of her friend on her burner phone yeah and that's and she's, she's leaving a message to which we cut back to the office where vance is being a dick i mean there's not really a whole lot whatever but he he's saying stuff like well i deserve this deal because yeah. i wanted it more than you and just being like Brian a total is dick having nothing to do with it he doesn't want to talk to vance and and he's vance is like all about like being cock of the walk so cut to hotel the pink hotel or pink motel pink motel and um Very vance cheap looking motel is continuing this monologue that he gave in the office about how he deserves it into yeah. the he's looking in the room. mirror saying Guess how rich I am, baby. And yet oh, he's yeah. at this very cheap hotel. So clearly he's... we've realized Vance has a problem. And he's like drunk, apparently. Yeah. Like, he actually acted drunk. He goes into the bedroom part of the hotel room where the nastiest, like, floral blanket mm-hmm. as a touring musician. This is the kind of place you never want to stay. But Vance, who just oh, he's got a $250 million, million dollar house thing. And talking about because, how much money yeah, he has. Because... Apparently, he just likes to have sex with prostitutes in seedy hotel rooms. Which we see a prostitute making her way across yes. the parking lot to where he knock on the door. A wig. Yeah. Knock on the door. Vance is laying on the bed and he keeps going, come in, come in. And come he keeps in, knocking. Come in. No one's coming. Person so he jumps up, walks to the door, and all we hear is, what are you doing here? Knife. Boom! Knife! I mean, the knife, knife. looks like it has been thrown at his chest. Into like, the oh. chest. It even makes that kind of sound. Fucking fucking vance is dead as i wouldn't a say chest it's like in his navel maybe which All right, doesn't seem sternum. like a guaranteed sternum. place to stab i don't know i don't know at. i've never knifed anyone but i imagine <laughs> once they have recognized you you should probably stab them like in hmm. the heart or something anyway. maybe in the eyes i don't yeah, know something um, like that but uh literally that's that evening the next morning the police come to pick up Brian for some reason. Like, they've done this whole yeah. thorough investigation. They've apparently, in like a few hours, had time to find Vance's body. Right. Identify him. Figure out where he was. Figure works. out <clears throat> that he was at this CD hotel. Um, <laughs> and literally... And go to 
his co-worker's house first and foremost. Zero in yeah. on him, like, first thing in the morning. <clears throat> and they're like, we know you had problems with him. Right. Which, this kind of stuff does not develop until, like, much later Much in later. Anyway. Well, here's the weird part about that. So, they're doing this whole interrogation with them, and then the police go, well, we do have this. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, an iPad photo, because apparently the police use iPads now, of a woman walking across the thing but it's not a clear shot but what there is a clear shot of is the, the bracelet, bracelet from that earlier. we saw earlier right they ask brian does this person look familiar he clearly sees the bracelet and he goes no i have no idea who that is well my favorite thing that brian says and in said interrogation is do i look like a murderer to you and there's like literal and the crickets cops go, and the <laughs> cops go hmm. by the way he yes. does but it, <laughs> Every man looks he is like a white a guy. He definitely <laughs> looks like a murderer. Anyway. Um, All right. All and right. so, uh, you know, that night, Brian can't sleep. He's freaking out because his partner's dead. Um, Amber sneaks up. She starts, like, fondling on him and loving on him and shit like yeah. that. And Brian's like, no, no, can't, can't. And then what's Amber decide to do? straddle him right yeah but she tries to blackmail him yeah she starts saying i'll tell your wife yeah about us and shit like that i want to tell him about she's devious because she's the devious nanny (laughs) so now we think she's got at least two bodies on her yeah and she's fucking the husband yeah which you know doesn't go over well with brian i think he parts ways and just goes to bed to bed and then we we come back to the gallery uh they're working on like the buyout thing and they're kind of pissy about this whole buyout thing amber shows up and she's like well elise wants to go to the park with amber which is fine and i guess they leave together like they do they finish their stuff mm-hmm. and they leave together but then they're talking to a lawyer <clears throat> yeah to figure out how to deal with mr oh yeah the lawyer who had pink Ditchers. lipstick and and pink eyeshadow Ditchers. for some reason i think that was just the lighting yeah I, the lighting has been bad the bad last lighting. few movies um but then it cuts to sundown and the phone's ringing and it's uh, Lori is her friend that works at the mm-hmm. gallery. She's going, the gallery's been vandalized. Yeah. All of a sudden, like during this buyout. In the middle of the night out. slash morning. Morning. A jogger saw yeah. it. Yeah. And then they walk in and it just says whore. Whore on a painting. On a painting. And there's like some paint on stuff. Honestly, and I don't think we ever apart. resolved who did this, did we? Uh, you know, they had called the police to try to resolve this, yeah. which was funny. Apparently they called the grammar police because he was talking in these terms of yeah. this beef. Uh, he used yeah. those, so, this beef you have. Yeah, he is being very casual. He does not care that the gallery has been vandalized. He knows that these women have an altercation sort of going on with, with this developer. And he says, well, they must only have a problem with one of you. <laughs> and they say, why do you say that? And he said, well, it only says whore. Singular. Why would they leave such a cryptic message for the investigators to They must have just find? been mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, first of all, they didn't leave it for investigators. <laughs> they left it for the women who own the gallery. Second well, at least of all, one of them. Yeah. Because of the singularity. <laughs> so, basically, this guy has absolutely no help. Oh, yeah. Well, as the police oftentimes are yeah. in these Lifetime movies. Um, they're either way too good at their jobs or just yeah, like worthless. They, they can bring somebody in who is n- with no evidence. No evidence. Them. Not yeah. even any. Like he's totally like off the hook. They for somehow this murder. found the dead guy's coworker 
After like, they knew mysteriously that he was at the pink hotel. Had him by five in the morning or six in the morning, whenever they bring him in. And then they, they're like just kind of milling about this vandalizing thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. But then we cut to this weird junkyard that looks like the alleyway or maybe back lot of some... There's a bunch of cars SoCal that don't thing. look like they should be in a junkyard. There's a very yeah. pristine like lime green... Um, El Camino oh, that yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. maybe was the developer's car. It was not. Apparently, no. it was being junked. Was, um, well, you know, it, I think it was probably everybody from the production team yeah, parked their cars their in cars this field. Like, smeared some dirt on them. Yeah. And uh, so, get out, and it's this dude, the, the buyout Mr. guy. Mr. Dutros. Mr. Dutros. And he's like, it's middle of the day. It's fucking mm-hmm. noon. It looks hot as shit. And he's walking around, and then he hears he's some rattling. He's walking around kind of going... <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to get this together. I don't know why. Can't he's wait doing. to get this El Camino. Or why he's at a junkyard. Cool, yeah. He's scheming. He's yeah. He's trying to buy a gallery for a couple of He's trying to get all the dollars. land, basically. So he's going to buy this junkyard. Oh, do you think that's what it I didn't even I think, think about so. that. Maybe that's but it. But he's going to build condos. We've, we've figured out by now. Mm-hmm. When he hears a rustling behind him, and he's like, You damn kids. Well, he keeps hearing this rustling. We don't know what's going on. It's broad and daylight. Suddenly, knife to the face. Knife to the knife face. To the face. <laughs> blood, <laughs> ah, blood, blood all over his white car. Yeah. He drives up in and a white car. Our favorite oversized leather glove. Oh yeah. Hand, Same course. again. You don't see who it is. It's just blood <laughs> it's and this, stuff. This giant glove. Cut to police station. Yo, Brian. Brian is back again. You got two bodies on you, Brian. Yeah. Again. They no have way no to reason. prove. Yeah. That Brian was at this junkyard right. for one. To e- he was probably at work. I'm sure Brian has even proof. has an alibi. Yeah, you would think, right? Totally circumstantial. But what do they say? I we wouldn't plan on months. leaving yeah. town. Yeah, it's You're two not murders. planning a vacation, are you? Yeah. yeah, and maybe so. Which Brian apparently leaves this uh, threatening police interview and goes to the playground where he meets up with Amber Elise. Um, Amber is running around the playground. In with... like four inch heels. <laughs> four inch Again. Heels. Running. He's done this several times. Oh yeah. All the time. And they're just making casual talk about the police. And yeah, Elise is kind of like, so what are you going to do about this cop thing? Like if my mm-hmm. husband was wanted for two murders. I'd be, I'd be traumatized. I'd be probably one, not at the fucking playground too. Not be like, Sam, what are you going to do about it? Well, no, she doesn't even do that. What does she switch it to? She's she like, said. you know, Amber doesn't sleep. Yeah, she starts to talk about how Amber has insomnia because she's crazy. And she's been like stalking her. She's like, I go yeah. to her room and she's not she's in her not room even at in night. There. And Brian's like trying to talk some sense into her, but also throw the scent off his fucking, you know, let me smell your dick trail. Right. By uh, by saying like, well, she's a grown woman. You know, she's not our kid or a prisoner or whatever. She can do what she Which wants when she's not working. Actually true. No Very matter true. how devious and slutty you are. Absolutely. But Elise is still skeptical. So that night she's watching the nanny cam. She watches she Amber, Amber leave. leave. And she goes, I told you, Brian. And then she, she follows her. Amber, totally well-adjusted, sane person, gets in her car and follows Amber. Yeah. All the way to this neighborhood, which least, looks kind of rough, I guess. It does look a little bit rough, but she goes to Jack's house. We see Jack's mm-hmm. open the door, same girl from the diner, um, and they're arguing or whatever. And and then Elise uh, goes all the way up to the window to oh, hear yeah. Amber saying, "Why doesn't he love me?" Oh, which should have been sign number one. Some yeah. shit wasn't right, but you know, yeah, she's like, "Why do I always do this to myself? Why do yeah. I always get unavailable, man?" And then it cuts back to. You know, Elise getting home in the morning or crawling into bed at night, 
But then she does this weird thing with a jewelry box. She takes off her necklace and very deliberately puts it in this wooden yeah, jewelry box. This weird wooden that looks jewelry like something box. you would make from like you know when little kids get those like make your own jewelry yeah, box. Yeah, where they glue shit like on that. it. Yeah. Actually, it looks like something you'd find at like TJ Maxx. Uh... Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, maybe that. <laughs> oh, it probably was found I'm at sure TJ it was, Maxx. Yeah. Let's be clear. I probably have the same thing. But anyway. Well, then uh, what we have is. Uh, Elise decides she can't let this go, so she goes back to Jax's house the next yeah. day, the very next day, knocks on the door, says, hey, I want to ask you some questions. She's like, oh, you're the lady with the sexy husband, which... If, kind of weird to say. Yeah. It was totally weird to say. If I was the wife, I would be, like, on guard like a motherfucker. I'd probably would just leave Well, I also probably wouldn't be following her. people around, but yeah. True. But then she asked to ask her a few questions. Jax rolls her eyes. And then we find out that I guess Jax and Amber were in the Oaks together. They're foster kids, which apparently makes them immediately bad people. By judging by Elise's face, right? This is a terrible thing. That She's horrified. Yeah, right. and I the, have no idea why. And poor Amber's family upset. died in a car crash. Apparently, yeah. you know. And then when she was in foster care, what happened? Uh, she had an inappropriate relationship. With her foster father, at first Elise says, oh, so he took advantage of her. And Jack says, no, they just had a relationship that wasn't conducive to him remaining her foster father. Mm. Which is also otherwise known as being taken advantage of. Or, anyway. Or also known as Woody Allen style. <laughs> yeah. A Woody Allen style relationship. Yeah. Anyway, Elise is a, clearly a turd person. So she oh, just yeah. like flips out after oh, yeah. she has stalked Amber all the way to And kind house. of Jack's in a sense, right? And then, yeah. and then my favorite is Jax goes, you better not tell her that I told you this. Yeah. She's like my sister or whatever. Yeah, so Elise is like, of course not. Yeah. Elise leaves. Bounces. Maybe less than like five seconds later, you hear a knock at the door. Oh, yeah, it's all. And um, Jax opens the front door. She doesn't is there anybody see there? Nope. She closes the door, turns around, sees, oh, my God, the screen, the back door is open. Yeah, the sliding glass door. Like the door. sliding door is open. She and then, goes and shuts it. My reaction would be to run outside and yeah. go flying Something's over the fence. Weird. I don't know. I just wouldn't I would not close this door Something's and stay weird. in my house. She closes the door, turns around, and what and happens? What do we see? Ta -da! Ah! Yeah. She gets knifed. <laughs> she gets well, we think she gets tased. You then think she knifed. got tased. I think she just got knifed and it was really bad sound effects. I think she got tased and Anyway, knifed. same black leather glove. Yeah. At this point. I think I was already on the side of this is not Amber. I don't know where you were at, but I decided like a few um, ago. I didn't think it was Amber when it came to um, the killing of the, the developer guy. Right. Dushex or whatever. Because why would she kill him? There's like no reason. I could get killing Vance. I could even get killing the old nanny and maybe even killing Jax. But that one was the one that threw me because so I was yeah. like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, Other than to frame him, yeah. her, I guess, or him. I and then know. phone's ringing. Uh, she at least found the burner phone. She's calling Brian. She's saying, Brian, none of this checks the fuck out. Like, I yeah, don't know Elise what's going on. Just having a meltdown because she has discovered that Amber's not who she says she was because she was in foster care. Right. So clearly she is just a murderer. And a terrible 100%. <laughs> yeah. She's just freaking out. And she is losing her mind. And then this is where Amber comes in to the home, like yeah. totally unsuspecting of this stuff. Elise tells her the police are on the way. We found out all the shit. And then 
at least proceeds to beat the living shit out of her. Yes. With, like, her mommy and me self-defense, apparently. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome fight scene for I mean, a lifetime I mean, as far as, like, my favorite scene of the movie, it was the fight scene. Only because we do kickboxing, cardio yeah. kickboxing, and it was all the moves we've ever seen. Like, uppercut, uppercut. Yeah, it was Hook, good stuff. hook, cross, cross. It was brutal, brutal. And Elise was literally dealing the, the fucking ass-whooping to yeah. Amber. Like, all the way so down So Amber, line. who, while she did fuck this woman's husband... It's just getting the shit beat out of her. It's and tough to watch. It's tough to watch because I like Amber. She's cute. She's getting her ass handed to her. And then <laughs> Elise is on the top of her choking yeah, her. Yeah, she starts choking the shit out of her. And I'm like, whoa, it's not going to look very good if the police come and, and you're you choking the shit out of out. someone. And then but, you're like, well, I found out she was adopted. Right. It's going to look really bad. <laughs> I found out she's adopted, so I beat the living <laughs> yeah. shit out of her. I fucking beat her. And up. then Brian comes home. Brian Simon sees her. And he's like, whoa. And I think in <laughs> Brian's mind, he's like, she told she her about the cheating. Yeah. Right. He knocks, you know, uh, Elise off. Amber runs Runs away. out of the gone. house. She disappears. Absolutely gone. Gone. Then police do show up, and he's like, Amber did all this. She's been running around. She did around. lie, and she did, like, and have burner phones. Yeah, and, we found yeah. all this stuff that, like, she's a deeply disturbed individual. She's on meds. And she's on the lam right now. Like, she, no one knows where she is, yeah. but she'll turn up sooner or later. Yeah. Um, does it end there? No. no. We fast forward six months. It's a good amount of time. Yeah, Brian is clearly enjoying the fruits of his $250 million deal by planting some trees some in the yard. Some ficus trees, yeah. He's, he he's a ficus farmer. He is digging some holes. Yeah. He starts to dig a goes, big hole. What the? What the? What? What? He hits something very hard. He cannot seem to dig any further past it. Now, when he pulls what it is out of the ground, you would realize this would not be impeding his digging in any way. Oh, because God, it no. is the TJ Maxx jewelry box. It's the TJ Maxx jewelry box. And what's in it? A <laughs> bracelet! The bracelet! That we've been talking about this uh, whole While time. he's standing there, we hear Elise come up. At this point, I already knew it was fucking Elise because that bitch was oh, crazy. Yeah. But uh, Elise comes up and says, so now you know. Yeah, and then she let's 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 take it let's recap Elise's <laughs> She killed the the old fucking nanny with poison and a choking, making yeah. it look like a suicide. She stabs Vance, she stabs the gallery buyout guy, and she also stabs Jax and she tries to kill Amber. Yeah. Or at least harm By her choking. very yes. very much. So Elise has a lot of bodies on her right now. I mean she really does. She's she's kind of in the serial killer mode when you think about it yeah she's kind of she's pretty she's much made serial her killer. serial debut and then she basically uh, saddles brian she's like you got two choices you can call the police i'll go to jail and you'll be a single father like mm-hmm. this is like this horrible thing or you can be have hi mike family i'm uh, chief security stuff. great which is a it's not uh, really the chief really <laughs> I wanted to end there. I barely know him, but I do think he's interested in me. They zoom in to the police station. Brian's turning into the police. You have the opportunity to help me save the other man. Now, three months later, they haven't seen their pictures in the U.S. Anyway, Brian's still sniffing her shoes. She did leave in a hurry, so she probably unpacked anything. Yeah, so he slams this bracelet onto the 
police station desk, whatever. The police says, people well, put it in I'm an evidence bag, and the yeah. bitch just opens the drawer and drops it in there and closes it. Like she closes it like that's where they keep all the evidence. Which probably in this movie that or in this right. town, wherever the fuck they are. Well, Brian gets home and what's on the doorstep? Um, an envelope that says Brian and Elise. Yes, it is. And uh, what does it contain? It contains a flash drive. Which we know because Elise goes, a flash drive. <laughs> and puts it in the computer. The old, the old out loud talking it out, yeah. As they're plotting to go to Disneyland or whatever. Or oh, world. yeah. And so um, uh, it's Amber doing like a, a confessional. She's doing a confessional. Mm-hmm. But it's filmed from the perspective of like us. Yeah. So yeah. we see her looking into the computer. It's just pretty it's stupidly filmed. But she anyway. says, I knew about your nanny cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my background was fake, but, you know, you wouldn't have hired me, probably. But I took a USB drive, I switched out all your nanny cam bullshit, put my own nanny cam mm-hmm. shit in there. And, so I've um, been watching you. I've been watching you, and I gave all the stuff to the police. And then, uh, I hope Cody goes to foster care like I did, because I turned out so I turned so out well. great, didn't I? And kind of looks at us. And then we hear police sirens. As Brian and Elise are like, what? Yeah. Fade out some generic ass 90s sounding off. shit. Yeah. And then we have the credits roll. And Devious Nanny wasn't too bad. No, I, I don't think what's so. your, what, what, what would you give that out of, out of five stars? Uh, I would actually give it four because what? I thought it was a pretty good for a lifetime movie. I mean, obviously predictable crap, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty well done all in all. Yeah, some bullshit. I would, I would, I would agree with the four. And I think everyone got what they deserved. Really. And I think, I, I think it, it, I it, hate advance. He got stabbed. Oh, I was fine with that. I um, was happy. I think I was on with giving it a three the whole time until the fight scene. The fight scene really stepped it up for <laughs> me because it, it was brutal, <laughs> and, and it it wasn't just like like a cat fight. It went on for like a minute and thirty seconds. It was, it was like probably the longest scene of the movie. It was kind of amazing, yeah. honestly. And um, for me, I like all the twists. I like a good twist. I don't like it when they're too um, obvious. I didn't think this was too obvious because you were still mm-hmm. on the fence about what was going on. So I think that made it like actually a pretty good movie. So definitely a four out of five stars from me. Yeah. Um, for those reasons. I think some of it was kind of nonsensical, but, I mean, you're not going to get... Well, yeah. It's uh, not top quality stuff. It, it, you're not going to get sense out of every damn thing, you know. But um, uh, we'll leave you with with, uh, with this. I'd like to ask you some questions about a friend of yours, if that's so, okay. So, uh, Lydia, you know what we're going to be doing next? Or... Depends on what and which. Don't have to pick that one. Well, we'll be seeing you. Yeah. Uh, I'm signing off. This is Michael. Oh, you're the woman she's working for. Thanks for listening. Sexy husband. Where exactly do you know Amber from? We were in the Oaks until I turned 18 and she got a foster family. The Oaks. What, what are the Oaks? Carnation Oaks. The orphanage. Of course, they don't call it that these days. Wait, so Amber didn't have a family? She did. They died in a car crash when she was 12. And she wasn't placed with a foster family. She was. Amber told me she told you all this before you hired her.